everybody. You have tuned in to Real Laughs on 104.1. It is Thursday, that is right. Uh, the voice that you're hearing coming through is Mr. James Yon, comedian and host of The Lowdown on Afro TV. Xfinity Comcast. I'm joined in virtual studio by some good friends of mine. First off, we have Mr. Mike Hurley, who is the writer and producer of that show. I was just telling you about Mike. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Good to have you back in the studio. I know you had to take off for a couple of days. You have some shows, but it it's never... It's 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 hard because it's like I miss you being on the show, but I'm happy because it means the world's kind of opening back up and you're out there doing gigs. You yes, know? So. yes. We'll talk about that in a second because the way we do gigs here in Florida, a little different. <laughs> a little different. <laughs> also, we're joined in the studio by my good friend, Mr. Jeff Coffin, who is a comedian, a lawyer, and a comic book creator. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm I'm just wondering. Miguel Colon is in Europe right now, and I wonder if the oh, Europeans yes. if the Europeans know what Spirit Airlines is. <laughs> that is true our good friend miguel colon jr is actually in germany doing comedy that's right and he's out there on a little vacation time for the next two weeks and mm -hmm. is he in amsterdam is that correct guys he, well that's he, not germany that's a big yeah. difference between the okay. two okay tell, well you can tell i failed geography okay where where is he at exactly I, and math and I english know. yes all those things where do the girls that are human trafficked end up? Because I'm pretty sure that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's answered that. That's okay. Answered that. That, that's, that's where Miguel will be. Yeah. <laughs> He'll naturally just go. Because no way in Germany is anybody laughing at anything he's saying. Hey, oh, Mike Goosey sent me to pick out a couple. Yeah, that's. <laughs> he's talent scouting. Oh, no. Also joining us from the No New Friends podcast, my good friend, Mr. Scott Maffei. Scott, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm fantastic. Now, my friend Jeff is giving you a little bit of the business because you held up your phone. Um, we can see each other in our virtual studio, and you have a phone cover case that happens to be pink. So he has no, no, no. It, it, hold on. It happens to have the No New Friends podcast logo on it, which yes. just happens to be pink. For, hold on. There is a complete pink background. Mm hmm Right. <laughs> There's like a small logo in the center and the rest of the thing's pink. And you know what I'm working out right now? Mm -hmm. I, when you said, you know, you got to be confident as a man. I would love mm -hmm. to walk into a club and be standing in the middle of the car in, in like a great suit and pull out that pink phone and hold up the air <laughs> and try to pull that off. Yeah. And try to pull it off. It's just a coincidence that the phone is pink and it's a coincidence that our logo is shaped like a vagina. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> And if you don't like it, you're not securing your masculinity. Oh, my gosh. So That's here's fun. the deal. I, I have no shame, okay? I, I, clearly, I have no, no you shame. you have no dignity. There's a difference between the two, okay? And I will do whatever I can to draw attention to our podcast. And if that means I'm sporting a pink yeah. cell phone case, I'm sporting a pink cell phone case. Now, and it works. We're talking idea. about it. Why don't you put some talented people on it? Here's a thought. Wow. Listen, Jesus. as – Mike, as you know from your shows, you can have all the talent in the world, but no, I, if people don't know not, who you are, they don't come to see show. you. That's not my show. But I do like when I, – I, I have to say this. We've had the honor and privilege of having both you and Mary on Real Laughs filling in from time to time, and you guys have an amazing chemistry, and I can see why you guys teamed up to do a show because it's Thank always you. a fun time when Mary's here. Yes, yeah, so you know, exactly. She's wow. the star. Yeah, okay. She's no. the star. No, it's a great chemistry. It's like you're very much the straight man. You're the George Burns, the her Gracie Allen, and it all works. So mm -hmm. definitely take a listen. No new friends podcast and that other guy that you never bring on the show. Because as soon as you invite him on, he'll be on. 
Yo, he would on. love He's to come on. He's a good guy, too. Really? By the way, yeah. Scott, do you, you make those phone cases to sell to fans and stuff? Yep, it's on our merch. It's uh, Okay, it's hold on. I, I'm wondering, what are the numbers on the pink iPhone case right now? I mean, I mean how many of those <laughs> oh have you God. actually – I mean, not to, not to be rude. I mean, have you broke 10? Have I uh, – uh, so anyway, if you would like one of those cell phone cases, www.tpublic.com slash user slash NNF. Yeah. Scott, I'm, let me yeah. sell this right now. I'm how much are they going for? Twenty bucks? I, I'm, you I'm it's like, it's like twenty bucks. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to send you twenty bucks. I'm going to PayPal you right now. I want you to get Kaufman's address. I want you to send them the pink <laughs> no new friends case. But I want the one with the glitter and the rainbow and the unicorn. And well, that's that going over his way. Yes. Absolutely. Also, do you make phone cases for Androids or is it just for iPhones? And men. Do you uh, make it's... phone cases for men? <laughs> uh, <laughs> So the cell phone cases and the masks are in our logo pink, but our, our shirts can be in any color you want. And yes, we do make them for Androids. I'm going to get one for you, buddy. I Oh, thank you. And I, I want a t-shirt too. I will rep you, bro. Fantastic. I love it. Appreciate you, man. We, we definitely do. Now, last show, you guys helped me with my dilemma about what I should get my wife after 20 years of marriage. I think we've solved that problem. We're just going to let her pick it herself. That's what men do, right? Honey, you just tell me what you want, and that's what we're going to do. That's that's how our marriage works anyway. Mm -hmm. So we got the big 20 coming up here. Now, I want to tell you guys about comedy. We are talking about comedy when we first introduced the show. Um, Mike... I think people um, in Florida want to definitely get out of the house. They want to do some stuff. So comedy is coming back. I just did a show at the Hilton in Daytona Beach. And mm -hmm. that's I think the room seats 400. It mm -hmm. damn near was full. Wow. Was there. That's I a good show. Yeah. And not to brag, but while you were out at the Hilton in Daytona Beach, I was at the VFW in Palm Bay for 40 <laughs> people. Okay. And once again, <laughs> once again uh, I know 400 is the capacity at the Hilton. Uh, 40 was over capacity at my room. <laughs> yeah, Mike made a mistake of caring for his country. Uh, you know, uh, he, he actually room only. Luckily, most of them had walkers, so they could just wrap <laughs> themselves up and host the show. Mike, um, did you call bingo afterwards? Was it like a double well, feature? That, that, that was in the contract at the get go. I sell merch, but I also have to do bingo and uh, yeah, hangman. B seven. <laughs> the room I was in, the reason I bring this up, uh, Florida's a little different. We talked about, hey, we're out doing shows. The country must be getting better. Mm -hmm. um, the numbers for COVID, like we talked about, are pretty damn high, but mm -hmm. no one seems to care, especially in places like Daytona. Not one person besides me, my wife, and a couple of the comics actually had masks on. Everybody was just like, nah, it's fine. It's going to be okay. We don't need masks. It's only 400 of us in this mm -hmm. run. <laughs> it's only <together>. 400. <laughs> can, can you, can, there's a yeah. door open somewhere. Can, James, can I ask you a question? Have you ever had to work a place where they had that COVID rule where only 10% of the theater was full? In the beginning. Yeah. I will okay. say. I watched Carrot Top do his show. There were like maybe 100 people in that huge and when they when something oh was funny, God. like two people would laugh and you could feel the suffering that these comedians were going through. They were like, going, I can't do this. I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't well, I he, don't think when okay. things open back up, I ever did a room that was 10 percent. When things opened up in Florida 50. for the gigs I was doing, it was 50. And even yeah. at 50 percent, when you walk into somewhere like Riverside Theater, that's a beautiful theater set up place. And it's you see people every other table and even half the people at that table. And it's such a big venue. A joke you would tell that would get everybody on board. Now, 
you know, even if you get all 50% of those people laughing, you feel like, man, I it just sounds different. It's, school, pa- it's painful, yep. but I can yeah, tell you Vegas was 10% and bonkers is still closed in Vegas. And that's where she's from. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was actually going to ask you a question. You being out in Vegas, yeah. what was it like, like on the street, like the shows, how empty was it? No, Vegas is packed. It is packed. Vegas okay. is full. And I, I mean, after a while, you have to figure, and I guess it's a choice. And we talk about, sometimes people talk about mm-hmm. why people are out, why people are doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much life do you have left? Well, I mean, wow. when you, and I'm, yeah. just, I'm just thinking that when you're a certain age and you're going, okay, I did this, I quarantined, I did everything for a year, year mm-hmm. and a half. Eventually you go, listen, I, I only have so much life left. You know, I yeah. don't, I, I honestly don't. And my belief is I don't think this is going away. I don't think I, physi- I, mean, I don't think I don't physically I don't think it could go away. I mean, we have nothing that stops it. Well, no. you got to remember the mayor of Vegas too was the one that during the height of COVID, while people were still quarantining, yeah, she was like, "We're open. We're going to be open, and you can use us as the guinea pigs." And I'm like, I'm not sure that's what I want to hear from my mayor. Yeah, right? I don't want to be yeah. test subject A. You know? Yeah. I mean, but it, like I said, it was strange because San Diego's open and Vegas is basically masked. And I enjoy I, all the theaters are full, the restaurants are full. I mean, people have to wear okay. masks inside. They, I wore masks. So like they are out. Masks. People are out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. full. I mean, the the gambling tables are full. They used to have these plastic place cards in between you. Yeah. And they, and that was like, I want you to know, I I felt that I was right about to get branded. I mean, when I was in these things, I mean, there was yeah. no doubt somebody was sticking me right in the butt with something. And in Vegas, that could actually happen. So yeah. you know, for a small fee, be, yeah, you know, <laughs> little people too. It's great. Yeah. Um, so I I wondered about that because I remember that Vegas was one of the places that was on lockdown early, like Florida was, and I just wondered how much of it has opened back up. But the way you talk. It's fully open, right? There's no restrictions right now. Yeah, I've been to Vegas about five times since Corona. And the first time I went, it was empty. I rented this Harley and drove down the strip. And I mean, I got from one end to the strip the other in like three minutes. Which is unheard of. Yeah, it was was so cool. But, Mm -hmm. you know, then it was empty. None of the restaurants were open. The shows are dead. But now the shows are all open and the restaurants are open. So, I mean, Vegas is back open for business. But, you know, you you have masks. There you go. Well, it's funny that the place that Sin City, like you said earlier in our show uh, uh, a few days ago, they were like, yeah, we're going to wear masks here, though. Like, it's Sin City, but put, for God's sake, put on a yeah. mask and a condom. And they yell at you. They will come down to in the middle of the show and tell will you. Will they? Really? Yeah. I was well, with my buddy Bobby, and Bobby had his mask. You know how you get slips below the nose sometimes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were on him like he committed a homicide. Like, I mean, ah, they, ah, ah, yeah. We had a friend. Put your mask on. We had a friend over the summer, uh, Gene, Gene McGee, Gene, yes, friend right. of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, his whole job at Universal was he was one of those guys walking around with a safari hat and a sign. That sign. Said, put your mask up. Put your mask up. <laughs> what are the rules now? Like, I haven't been to the theme parks in a while. I know they're not really Great question, Mike. six-foot lines anymore. Are they mask on? I know they were mask off, but then Disney went back and said, Two different roles. mask on. What's going on? Disney <laughs> mask on when you're inside. Okay. Mandatory, right? Universal is online? optional. It's yep. online inside. Yes, inside. On, yep. Yes. Once okay. you step foot in the line or you're in a restaurant at Disney, mask is on. Universal, mm-hmm. it's still optional everywhere. Okay. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you choose your poison, I guess. But like at, at the haunted houses, they've got plexiglass separating you from the entertainment. Oh, so no touching this year. 
Correct. Well, there's yeah, no you touching. Have to, you have to pay extra. You have to pay extra for that. Mike. They mm. say no touching, but I, I went to enough Halloween horror nights. One year, the girl I was with got dragged through an area she wasn't supposed to be in the haunted house and came out the other side. Well, that 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 could that had to be early on. That was like an abduction. That's what that. Yeah, was. yeah, that wasn't that wasn't part of horror night. That, that was, was a part kidnapping. Of, yeah, yeah, that was that's different. A, that's his dating. Come on, he was just. <laughs> Did he have a blue Florida cargo van meant to Utah? No, you got to be careful with that. <laughs> All right, just had a man. pink phone case. I, I, I got to say, I used to be a criminal defense attorney, and, and the, the girl who just got taken, who just died, they mm. found her body. And I, I mean, this is a little soon. Was it confirmed? But, it but the, boy, the boyfriend drives back in her van, and yeah. the police goes, yes, he's a person of interest. I don't think you need to tell us that. Yeah. Wyoming to Florida. And I think we're pretty sure you're the boyfriend. Her. You're the only one with her, and you got her car. Yeah. I think we could call you a suspect. Doesn't report her missing, and he had been back for like two weeks or something. Yeah, like that. he's a person of interest. I mean, are you afraid of getting sued by this guy? I think you. <laughs> well, what is it though, Jeff? Like, you don't want to arrest someone unless you got the evidence, because you only got so much time you can press charges on them. If you don't. you have a certain amount of time, but on a felony case, on on a murder case, for example, the statute of limitations is forever. But once you arrest them, it's 180 days. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, before that's speedy trial rules. So, but yeah. gotcha. But yeah, that's a. It's always weird when you when you have these things and everyone's going. We know who did it. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not like there was DNA. It was a dude comes back in her car alone. So Come do on. Do you think? Do you think that factors in? Like, it's like we think we have a pretty good idea. He's the guy who did it. But if we had arrested him right away, we would only have 180 days to get everything together. Or well, what they can do is, you know, like a lot of these cases, they don't find the body. So yeah. they're going to find that he was traveling with her, and they'll they can't charge him with premeditated murder. You know what? But they I might actually, be able to charge him with manslaughter. I actually, I did, I, I didn't know if this was a down topic, but I've been kind of found the case. So, I, you know, if we, I know we gotta go to a break real quick, but maybe we can pick up on this one. Absolutely, because I'm curious about actually the details. Yeah, nothing funny like a murder. Come on, man. Yeah, that's right, guys. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more funny murder right here on Real Last on Four Point One. Hey, if you're looking for adult entertainment, then why would you go anywhere else but Grandview Live? Grandview Live Gentlemen's Club is the elite adult club of Daytona Beach and Volusia County. They're located in the heart of Daytona in the Seabreeze Entertainment District. Now, they provide you guys with sexy live entertainment, not just for the gentlemen, but ladies love them too because they have everything the entire group would want for a great night on the town. They have four bars, two stages, VIP seating, full bottle service, and a nightly DJ who will keep the party going all night. So if you're looking for adult entertainment, Grandview Live is the place you want to be. And remember when you get there to let them know that Real Live sent you. Welcome back, everybody. You are still listening to Real Last on 104.1. It is Thursday, almost making it to Friday for that weekend's right around the corner. My name is Mr. James John. I'll be your host for the night. I'm joining virtual studio with Mr. Mike Herlihy, Jeff Kaufman, and Scott Maffei from the No New Friends podcast. Now, we were just talking about, uh, unfortunately, the young ladies whose remains was found. Um, I, I just I don't know very much about the case, so I wanted to kind of ask you guys now, there is a video circulating of a police body cam that yeah. interacted with the couple like weeks ago. Is domestic that violence. What happened was okay. is, that, is that it was a domestic violence uh, issue. 
except she was the one being accused of domestic violence. Oh. And that's Gabby Petito. I think she was 22 or so, and her fiance. For those of you that might have just heard about this a little bit, basically, uh, a young lady, Gabby Petito, and her fiance had decided to go on, get grab one of those sprinter bands, and go on a tour across the country of the national parks. They had hit mm-hmm. a couple of parks. They were updating social media every day. They looked like the happiest couple in the world doing all these parks. And then all of a sudden, uh, I think it was around the 25th of last month, she just stops posting. Goes uh, dark. Goes dark. Returns a couple of texts to her mom a couple of days later, but it seems like maybe they were from somewhere else. The mom was a bit suspicious. They can't find her. They're not hearing from her. So they reach out to the fiance a couple of weeks, like a week later when they're looking for her. And he's already back home with the band that they were touring with in Florida. Her van. I heard it was the couples. I heard it was both of theirs, but it was the common. But without her. But without her. And, of course, he hasn't he hasn't reported anything and he hasn't said anything. Uh, The cops go to question him. He says he doesn't want to talk about it immediately lawyers up. So just if you haven't heard the case, if you heard it, I I think it's also we've had so far. It's also important to say real quick that we're recording this on Monday. More information may come out by the time this episode airs, night, airs yeah. on Thursday night. I hate to give Absolutely. away the magic, but when we're no, talking no, about current events, I think it's Yeah, important. did you take your costume head off, too, and say, I'm not really taking it? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong with you, Scott. Mascot now, rules, man. You don't learn anything from high school. Now, really quick, the video that's circulating, what was going on with the body cam footage of the cop? She was being accused of... Yeah, of domestic violence, and actually, she would have gotten arrested for domestic violence, but he... he said he didn't want to prosecute he didn't want it to move forward so if that the sad thing is this is that if it was a man beating a woman he would have absolutely got arrested in a situation like that that's what they do on and i think and i think that's very important that that happens and Mm -hmm. if she would have gotten arrested for it at the time don't start none won't be none you know Mm -hmm. she would have been locked up she would have been away from him and she Mm -hmm. might be alive right now that's a weird thing so if i'm that police officer i guarantee he's thinking to himself if I would have arrested her, it wouldn't have gone – things would not have gone terribly bad. And I, I guarantee that police officer is thinking that right now because I know a lot of police officers, and he's thinking, wow, I gave her a break. If I, if I wouldn't, this tragedy mm-hmm. might not have happened. You know, sure, you, you just never know in life, though. You can't second-guess yourself. So, of course, thoughts and prayers out to her family. God yeah. bless, man. I hope you get some kind of closure to this. Well, I, they, I don't they found the body. Yeah, you they know, did. You know, did. a lot of times you don't, they don't get that. They don't mm-hmm. get to have a burial. They don't do this. And now I guess they can have maybe a second closure. But I, I hope that the prosecutors don't make the same Casey Anthony mistake. Where they, where what they do, charged, what do you mean by that? They over, well, they overcharged. They charged Casey Anthony with premeditated murder, allowed for no underlying offenses, which means if they didn't find her guilty of premeditated murder, that the rest, it didn't matter. Child endangerment, everything else just goes away. On the table. Gotcha. So if they overcharge him and don't leave, leave the underlying felonies, you know, they might have a problem proving it because they have to show how she died and, and he did it on purpose and he planned gotcha. it or whatever. Gotcha. You know, if they just charge him with like basic manslaughter, you know, mm-hmm. some some of his conduct could come in where a jury could say, well, yeah, he drove back. He did these things. He, he acted, you know, in a way you don't even have to say anything. If he acted in a way that that implied that he did something bad. You know, they can find him guilty of it. He doesn't get to say, well, I had the right to remain silent. Of course you did. But in a situation where this happened, a normal person would not have done that. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So so that comes into play. And I know that's not funny, but the the fact is, is that when we we look at this, we always I don't want to say that we look at 
that news facts wrong. We, we're told what's interesting, but we're not told exactly what's going to happen because that's not the sexy part of it. Mm -hmm. But in this case, if they charge him with anything and they can't prove that he that he planned it or did anything, they got to be very careful with the way they do this stuff or they're just looking for this is I'm in the light. And that's what prosecutors do. They fail forward. Like right. the people lost the Casey Anthony case. He wound up becoming the state attorney. Yeah. Wow. Now, Damn. in a situation like this, I mean, a lot of times what we've seen happen is when there is a suspect, he goes to the police first tries to tell his, his story to give an alibi, gets caught up in some stuff, and then goes and gets a lawyer. And they're already using what he's already said as facts. And how much do you think right now this guy's going to benefit from not having talked to the cops, lawyering up right away? How easy would this be for him to turn it into something like, oh, she got an argument. We were fighting. She took off. I said, fine, I'm going back to Florida. I don't know what happened since. Without any real evidence to prove that he did any bodily harm to her. The biggest mistake somebody ever makes is opening their mouth, mm. especially if they did it. You said you always said that. Shut up. Yeah, shut up. Just shut up. And in this case, did he do everything right for somebody who wants to get away with a murder? Probably. I don't know if driving back in the van was a good idea. Mm -hmm. Now, Jeff, how much? On, depending on what alibi he gives. Yeah, the story exactly. Was, she took off on me and yeah. I just came back. To and Florida. let's say he just hitchhiked home or took a bus home because I don't know what happened. Right. I mean, that the smart move, if you're going to commit a homicide like that, just take the bus home and say she left. And, and that would have been a more creative way. But him driving all the way back mm -hmm. in the van and then Probably, refusing to yeah. talk to anybody, it, it lays out a huge predicate. Did he talk to anybody? Did he tell anybody the whereabouts? Did he call you up? No, no, no. If he would have taken a bus home, he goes, yeah, that, she got crazy. She beat me up, and I, I wound up taking a bus home. Mm -hmm. That's the plausible answer. Him driving their car back. That's a bad. That's a bad choice. Yeah. Why would you leave your wife yeah. there? Now, Jeff, how much? How much does him disappearing play into this now? Because he's as it's as far huge. as I know, it, does that play into the court? Right? You know, is it kind of a? I don't know. I'm not a legal guy, but yeah, it's gonna, it's going to show. It's going to show that. Listen, you you tried to escape. You tried to run away. You tried to. You know, anytime somebody tries to avoid the police, now he doesn't have a duty to stay in the same place because they haven't charged him. But they can show that his conduct was nefarious. I guess you're going to call it. Damn, that's just crazy. Now, well, is, this, sorry. is this a bizarre? <laughs> a little law and order for you today. Wow, well, it's great. Is this a bizarre case, or and and I hate to say this, this is getting a lot of attention. Is it because she's a pretty blonde that that is getting so much attention? Well, Scott, to other you're still pushing no, no. that white privilege again. Is that the white privilege <laughs> thing you want to say? The pretty blonde. But but that's my point. Is is how much of this happens in other communities other than pretty blonde communities? Scott, I'm gonna, give you, I'm, so gonna give you, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a little truth in the world. People like pretty people. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the answer we is we yes. don't care. We don't care about ugly people when they get killed. You know, that's just the way the world works. It doesn't mean black, white, red, brown, a good looking person, no matter what they was. Let's say she was a beautiful black woman. We would be caring, too. It's mm. the good looking. We, we don't care when you kill ugly people. And that's oh. the news. Doesn't the news doesn't like wow. to put a picture up of an ugly person. That's why we're still looking at that blonde that got kidnapped 15 years ago. That's yeah, right. that's right. You know, trust me, they're, they're like Casey Anthony. You know how many women kill their children in Los Angeles? We True. just don't care because she was a cute little girl who might have been part gay, you know, kissing women in bars. Mm -hmm. That that was the sexy part about it. You know, we don't care about what they did. We care about what they look like. 
I mean, that's wow. what sells. That's what you want to see on the cover of a who newspaper. Was, you don't want to see ugly people. Who was the, the woman that uh, stabbed her boyfriend or fiance in the shower like yep. 57 times? What was her Another name? Another good-looking woman. You know, oh gosh, I forget. Her you know how many men get killed by their by their girlfriends and wives, and they they never get anything because they look like Esther from S Sanford and Son. Nobody cares. I wonder if any guy's gonna break up like that. Like, look, babe, um, I love you. And everything. <laughs> James is the only one who appreciated that joke. I, 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 really I, that if you stabbed me, it'd never make the papers. So I gotta go find. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it's well that you you hit you said it, Jeff. I know we joke on this show a lot. That's what we yeah. do. We're real last, but you're absolutely right. We don't care about ugly people. We don't. We care about attractive, <laughs> good-looking people, man. We just do. Now I care about everybody, but I know the facts. I mean, I I have a degree in journalism. I know mm -hmm. it sells. I know what they want to push. You know, mm -hmm. when when you work when you get a degree in journalism, they teach you something. They go, listen, the sexier it is, that's all we want to use. We don't care about we don't care about the whole truth of the matter. We mm -hmm. have a direction we want to go into, and if it gets eyeballs, that's enough for us. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, people are willing to watch it. You know, cute blonde woman dies. Okay. Well, what are we watching here? Oh, she looks good. Even after she's dead, people still want to have sex with her. They go, well, oh she's good. God. I can imagine having sex with her. She's dead. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are still attracted to her. She's gone. And what you said is so poignant, Jeff, because you're pointing out something that people don't realize. The minute that news started getting ratings, it's not the news anymore. It's just we need to sell. Uh, we need to sell this story. We need to get views. We need to get watched. So it becomes something different, like you just said. It's all there about There is absolutely nothing sexy. different. There's no difference between the news and reruns of Two and a Half Men. They both sell advertising. They yeah. both, you know, there are lawyer commercials running. The lawyers spend $400 during the news section, maybe $350 yeah. for Two and a Half Men. They're yeah. just selling advertising. In fact, they even uh, sponsor certain parts of the news. The weather, yeah. you've are sponsored by Joe Joe Law Firm. And you're, yeah. okay, I guess. Absolutely. You know, it, it, it's all selling advertising in dollars. What can we do? What sexy headline can we tease you with so you'll stay tuned? Until the very end. If it leads, it bleeds. If it bleeds, it bleeds. And there now a word from our sponsors. Go. Jeff Kaufman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Jeff Kaufman. Have you been With the quote of the day, we don't care about ugly people. Yeah. That's <laughs> hey, that's Jeff great. Kaufman, are you ugly and you feel that you should be in the spotlight? Yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> if I see a Kaufman and Lind advertisement on the back of the Orlando Weekly with you guys on Harley's going, we don't care about ugly people, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with my weekend. Yeah, see? <laughs> If you're ugly, don't call our ass. All right. No. <laughs> you take that over to Morgan and Morgan. <laughs> no, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> We're uh, going to get it's, it's It's a ridiculous thing. And, I mean, we joke about this stuff. But, I mean, there's a certain truth in, in what people care about. And this yeah. is the people. This isn't us. We're not – we didn't look over and go, I don't care about you if you're ugly. Imagine they air this. As many times they aired – who would they air it for? They aired mm -hmm. it for somebody wanting to see a pretty person. Yes. Yes, they do. I mean, they didn't air it because they're they're caring about justice. If they cared about justice, they'd walk out into our bad neighborhoods and go, "Wow, somebody died here recently. Should we care about them? Should we print their story?" No, we want to talk about the good-looking, tall, blonde girl who gets lost in Utah. Gotcha. You know? it's just now, it's just the sex factor. Now, if he does get charged, Jeff, what do you think it will be? The actual charge? I think based on how she got killed, and if they have any other information, my belief is they'll just charge her, charge him with basic manslaughter, maybe. Okay. Because gotcha. they can't prove premeditation unless he did something specific wrote, during that period of time to show that he said something. He, yeah. Yes. Like he bought the duct tape to wrap around her head or he did, you know. Mm -hmm. But if they don't have, if they have limited evidence other than he, he left the way he did, I think probably basic manslaughter, maybe. And what does that carry as far as time manslaughter or 20 to life? 20? 
20 or more, gotcha. I guess. Gotcha. But I don't know the law. He did it in Utah. Where did they find the body? Leva uh, Wyoming. 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 So yeah. you're going to have to be charged in Wyoming unless he drove the body over state lines. If she was killed in Wyoming, then you got to follow Wyoming law, not Florida law, not Nevada law, but Wyoming. So you got to look up the murder charge, and do we? Probably three or four murder charges there. Gotcha. Do we know how her body yeah. was found and what well, condition was it buried? That, or that's the other thing. Other YouTuber. Uh, she was found in the Bridgerton National Forest, which leads me to believe, you know. They have people go missing all the time in those forest hikers and whatnot. So depending, like you mentioned, duct tape and everything else, but depending on what state the body was in, if it's something where it looks like she could have fell off a path and animals and everything else, then how much evidence do you really have that he did anything? You, you have some conduct, which, which makes zero sense. The regular person would not have just gotten in, in the van and drove home. They would have called mm -hmm. the police. They would have called the missing person. Yes. They would have. You, you know, the one thing there's also you might have a duty to try to save a life or do something mm -hmm. at that period of time. Let's say he was on the cliff with her and just walked away. Did he have a duty to report it? What if she if he didn't report it and they showed she was alive for 20 minutes mm -hmm. or 30 minutes after the accident, you could be charged with murder, too. Right, but, Not once murder again, two, but murder T-O-O. If so. his alibi is we went our separate ways and that happened after the fact. But he never reported it. That's the thing. Report. That's the weird part. The but guy got in the van and drove home. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's eh, right. you know what she'll get. She, she, she's fine. Nobody in a would different think that. state. I'm like, okay, guys, we'll be right back with more of this hilarity uh, on the real lives. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? It is James Yon from Rio Last Radio. Now, the new home for comedy is at Amstar Cinemas, located in Lake Mary each and every Wednesday, hosted by comedian Joe Neal as seen on BET's Comic View. He is bringing all his funny friends with him. It's the Comedy Takeover Live stand-up comedy show at the movies. He is featuring some of today's funniest comedians from around the country. You guys won't want to miss this. Now, Florida is in dire need of the medicine of laughter, so come on out and get you some. Showtimes are at 6.45 and 8.45. Don't miss the before and after event at Dexter's Lake Mary. If you mention the comedy show, you'll get 10% off your bill. Log on to thecomedytakeover.com for all the details. People, it's the Comedy Takeover Live stand-up comedy show at the movies. Remember to log on to thecomedytakeover.com. I'll see you guys there. Just Welcome back, everybody. You are still listening to Real Lives on 104.1. I'm your host, Mr. James John. I'm joined in virtual studio by some very funny and entertaining guys. Mr. Mike Curlihy, Jeff Hoffman, and Scott Maffei from the No New Friends podcast. Now, I was just telling the guys what I wanted to talk about this segment, and Scott let out a groan like I had just insulted him. I said, let's talk about the Emmys. Now, Scott... The only reason I want to talk about the Emmys is something kind of cool happened. Now, it was hosted by Cedric the Entertainer, a very funny comedian. And what I liked was how he opened the show. Did you see the opening of the show, Scott? I did. I did. Okay. He, he, Biz Marquis, a famous rapper, grew up with him, passed away. So he did an ode to Biz Marquis, and he performed Just a Friend. And he got everybody involved that was there in attendance to sing. He, that was he cool. say he's just a friend. That was cool to me. Out of all the things they could have done, and I know they've done all the different memorial um, um, 
um, um, ser- not services, but they've done these different things when people pass away. That's kind of boring and nah, you know what I mean? I thought that was a cool way to honor a rapper that we all grew up with. So that's the thing I wanted to bring up, Scott. Yes, you that look- was that was that okay. Was cool. That was good. That was cool. Yeah, gotcha. Now, as, why did you why did you make that, that I, noise? I, b- because as as a uh, a bunch of comedians in here, that was an awful written. It was an awfully written show. Jokes okay. didn't land. Bits didn't land. There were there were two bits that I thought was funny, and that's when the cast of Shit's Creek came up, and you know did the whole bit about the teleprompter, and then the uh, the the Emmy loser support group with scott bacula zoe deschanel <laughs> uh allison hannigan and jason alexander fred savage that was really funny there were so many awkward moments where it's like they were trying to be funny and it wasn't like with uh ken jeong getting locked out because he didn't show his vaccination card it wow. was just an awkward joke and then i thought seth rogan who who kind of opened the show he had a very funny kind of monologue leading up to it but it just kind of showed how awkward the whole evening was going to be. Like, he was like, you know, if I would have known that this was going to be an enclosed tent, I wouldn't have been here. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. we, we, we go from, we've got to do this virtually to now Paul Bent- Bentley's, uh, you know, sneezing in my face. It, yeah. it was just a lot of bad jokes. Things didn't land. It was, it was honestly, it was a painfully awkward evening and it was very predictable. All the boring dramas were going to win and things like WandaVision, wasn't weren't gonna have a chance and uh mandalorian got shut out you know the the things that I jeff hear, and i like uh, the show the boys they got snubbed didn't get any emmys so they went ahead and made their own emmy show from <laughs> boys is the company and the boys so they're doing like the superiors like awards and giving their actors their own brilliant yeah i like it i, I was disappointed with the whole evening to be honest with you. yeah very cool moment at the beginning but i was disappointed yeah, Jeff, I think you're trying to talk right now, but you you Yeah, I don't know what's going on. on. There you go. Yeah, not here, here here's here's the problem. And I think this is and I think as comedians, you know, it's the fear of saying anything that mm. might be offensive where people have to write the most vanilla jokes you can imagine. And I mean, you look at you look at what's keeping people from getting employed 5 years later, 10 years later is an offhand joke you made here or something because I think of all the jokes I've made just on this show alone over oh the last gosh. five months. Yeah. You know, let's say somebody said, Hey Jeff, you know, we want you to write for Marvel comics and somebody goes back and they go, well, you know, did you hear this joke he made about this girl dying? Mm. They would, they would say, guess what? You can't write for us. Cancel culture. It, it's like how to become president nowadays. You have to have this basically spotless clean record to be able or, to get away with certain things or a billion dollars or actually a couple <laughs> billion. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be like Bill Burr or Joe Rogan. So grandfathered in and so entrenched with your fans that you can go out there and say whatever you, say you, what want. you want. And the fans are going to be like, well, yeah, but that's just Bill that's, Burr. That's being just Bill Burr. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but that won't work for Disney. You still can't get the Disney job. And it's funny because Disney gave uh, Bill Burr the job and the Mandalorian. Yep, and he played for an episode that the Mandalorian didn't get anything. Lets you know how. God, I that's the one thing I hate about Hollywood. It is not it not only incestuous; it's just gross on the yeah. level of partisanship. Yeah. Oh, we got to give this show because they did this. The Mandalorian is possibly the best show that I have seen put out in yeah. God 10, 15, 20 years. 
I mean, every bit of that, the money they spent, the effort they put into it, the same with, you know, I don't say the same about WandaVision, but I thought WandaVision was a good show too. Mm -hmm. But they always give it to the insider, the one that kisses this this person's rear end or that person's rear end. And that's why mm -hmm. it's tough to watch because they are very talented people who never, ever get a chance to get an Emmy or an Oscar because they just don't have the connections. Mm -hmm. and, and I think I there's some, there's, I agree with you. There's a bit of a cheat code too. I think when you're doing dramas, if you're on Netflix or HBO and your dramas can be a little bit more adult, I think you have a bit of an advantage over the, let's say the average show on like an ABC, NBC or CBS. So it doesn't surprise me when they take home most of the actual Emmys because you can cheat. You can say stuff. Yeah, great, you can show great point. Great point because the crown cleaned up. Yeah. Uh, Ted Lasso cleaned up. Mm -hmm. uh, Which is a Mar good show, Mar by the way. Crown yeah. Cleaned yes. up. You know, a yes. lot of these series or the, the, the streaming service shows just absolutely cleaned well, up. Here's well, the I, don't, I don't think I don't think of the crown as a as as one of those shows. I mean, I is that Netflix? Netflix? Yes, but, it but is. I don't think it was edgy. I thought it was a smart well show. done. It was well, I, yeah. I thought I thought the crown was just so well and I watched it. I was I was stuck on it. I thought it was I thought it was creative and fun. I mean they made chess interesting. I mean <laughs> I mean really that's that you know how hard that is? I mean, geez. No, that's the Queen's Gambit. That's not the crown. Oh, well, then, then screw yeah, them. Yeah. The you know, crown, I, it's a terrible show. Yeah, I don't know. The, the crown let us see the dirt <laughs> on the royal family. Oh. Let us see how they... God, uh, I'm so I'm so yeah. upset. I thought I, I enjoyed the yeah. chess show. The chess show didn't get anything? That, it did. No, Queen's, Queen, Gambit yeah, did. Queen's Gambit won a couple of awards. Yes, it did. Okay, so that's that, all. Then that, I'm, good. I'm good. And that was a great show, let's be honest, man. But all here's right. the breakdown of the networks and how they did. Netflix took home 44 Emmys. HBO, HBO Max took home 19. Disney Plus took home 14. Apple TV took home 10. And NBC 8, VH1 6, and CBS, the big goose egg. Wow. Oh, come on, NCIS is still getting more people to watch that show than anything well, else. Stop it. it. It has a loyal. CBS hosted the night and didn't win crap. Goose egg is what I got, yeah. And what did ABC get? I don't see anything for ABC. So ABC got zero too. Yeah, I ABC. like the rookie. My boy uh, Nathan Fillion is on that show. I like that gotcha. show. That is funny. Not one. And NBC Ooh. was Saturday Night Live, I think. Um, I, I don't remember what else NBC won. Well, when was the last time Saturday Night Live was funny? It has moments. It it has its moments. Um, it's it depends on the host. It depends on what they bring. When I saw the Dave Chappelle episode and they were canceling all the different um, brands of marketing stuff. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was yeah. so bloody. The Aunt Jemima. Yeah, they, Aunt Jemima. Yeah. The AT&T yeah. guy. That was, Uncle but that's Dave Chappelle. But, yeah, but, that's what I mean. But Dave Chappelle is brutal. But, I mean, anybody outside of him. I mean, I've seen Justin Timberlake host the ESPYs, and I thought, I thought he was fair. I thought he's a really talented guy. Justin Timberlake's one of those guys, and we've talked about it before amongst us comics. He has comedic timing. He is an entertaining young man. He's done some comedies where you're like, damn, he's actually funny. So he pulls that stuff off. I love when Bill Burr hosted. I love when Chris Rock hosted. It all depends to me on Saturday Night Live who's hosting and what he brings to the table with the writing. So I mean, remember when Weekend Update used to be something people would look forward to? Absolutely. This is something to yes. watch. I mean, when yes. Dennis Miller used to host, I mean, there were a couple people back then. I mean, even when Norm, uh, you know, uh, Norm passed away, we didn't. God I know we didn't talk school, about yeah. that, or yeah, maybe you we, talked about it yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, watching Norm do comedy, it was like you were. 
it was weird because you were waiting for the joke to finally come out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And it would take like a minute or two for him to get to that punchline. And then you go, yeah, that was funny. He and, was so good at that. Yeah. And Norm was one of the, like Mike mentioned, he was one of those Joe Rogan, Bill Burr type comedians where he said what he, he said what popped in his head, whatever he was thinking, that's what Norm said. And he was unapologetic about it. And he was one of those few guys that were still doing that because a lot of people were afraid to get canceled. So we watch our P's and Q's. I saw a quote from, uh, the, you know, when someone passes away, the, I always joke that like, I can't wait for Ralph Macchio to pass away. Because mm-hmm. I want to see all three Karate Kids on Netflix, but I don't want to pay to rent them. You know, because whenever <laughs> someone whenever someone passes away, the first thing Netflix oh, does is put up like like Norm McDonald's damn. like Norm wow. McDonald Norm McDonald's uh, dirty work has been around for years. It's one of my favorite movies, but you mm-hmm. couldn't find it anywhere. But now he's gone, and Netflix is like, "Oh, we got dirty work. Let's pull that out." You know, and, and they got this up. interview show of him that they didn't yeah, have. Before. They just popped up the Norm show again. Yeah, where was that? You know, but um, one of the quotes that I saw. Uh, that someone assigned to Norm McDonald is like, when I die, I want my body donated to science. And by that, I mean, I want it donated to the scientist who's working on bringing dead people back to life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man. So, I, Jeff, I, you don't like Michael Shea and Colin Jost? No, they, they kind of bore me. I, I, I kind really? of think, I, I think they, I think the show went in a direction, a complete opposite direction. And what somebody said to me once, because a uh, stand-up comedian I did the, uh, I did the, what's that, uh, Bonkers with, halfway through a show with like four minutes left, he made a political joke. Mm-hmm. And the room went dead silent. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a 50-50 shot for you. Absolutely. That's All the time. So the question is this, were you entertaining everybody or were you only choosing to entertain a small thing? And it's the same with comic books because people told me I could sell. I did a book called Liar, and they said, you know it would be great if you put Trump on on half the books you saw and Hillary on the other one. I'm going, I don't want to tick off people for the I sense wanna, of ticking people off. It just, I don't want to be divisive. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to do. And Martha Stewart, believe it or not, I watched her speak on Monday, and okay. Martha was right about to say something about Trump. And she, she held back, and she says, you know what? Half the people who watch my shows and read my books believe in one way or the other. So why, why would I take my, my stuff away from them? But yeah. On, yeah. on the other hand, you know, I was at the flea market in Kissimmee not too long ago and walked by a booth and they had all these I love Trump bunker yep. stickers. But I'm yep. like, and they also had I hate Biden bumper stickers. But I was like, why don't you sell some I love Biden and I hate Trump right alongside because you're only selling to half the people. That walked yeah. down. L- listen, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, Mike, it's a flea market in Kissimmee. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think people, I think people True make indeed. money off their politics all the time. I mean, and that's I why Lisa Lampanelli, I'm not a huge fan of her comedy, but she is an equal opportunity offender. And I always feel like if you're going to do political jokes, if you're going to take shots at Democrats, great. But then go come back and realize there's stuff to laugh at as a Republican or towards the Republicans and vice versa. If you're going to be making jokes about Republicans, take a shot at the Democrats because no, neither side is perfect. Let's make that clear Mm -hmm. right now. I used to love when Saturday Night Live used to do the Bill Clinton impressions. Mm-hmm. And those were some of the funniest stuff you've ever seen, you know, and I, I love that because they picked on both sides mm-hmm. and it got yeah. to a point where you'd go, this is fun listening to. I mean, because right now nothing is funnier than if you if, if somebody got up and did a Biden impression, 
And it, it'd be as funny as when they did the uh, the Ford stuff, where Ford used to fall down all the time. Yeah. And I, I think you should you should do that every once in a while if you're gonna if you're gonna be political, play both sides. I mean, we have a lot of funny stuff to talk about. And, and, and let's also be clear: there's a difference between people coming out to see Jim Gaffigan, who's established himself in his views, and his audience comes out for him, compared yeah. to what most of us do, which is you just happen to be the comedian at the comedy club on Friday. And night right, we're, we're no name comics. Absolutely, where you're, you're you're going to be an entertainer. You know, yeah, right. people aren't coming to see you; they're coming to be entertained. There, and there really is a difference there. That's. I guess you got to be on this side of comedy to understand what the difference if, is. If I'm pushing a fan base, my fan base believes in this, and I know that these people are going to show up, yeah, okay, You got great. an agenda, right. Yeah. Sure. Right. Now, guys, we got to go. We got a couple minutes here left on no, actual seconds. Just want to say thank you, guys. Really good podcast tonight. Thank you, Mike Hurley. Thank you, Jeff Kaufman, as always, my friend. And from the No New Friends podcast, Scott Maffei. We got to actually oh. learn some stuff. Mike, go ahead. You want to tell oh, yeah. them where you're going to be this weekend? Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm going to be at the uh, Carolina Comedy Club. First time going through. It's been years. I was set Congrats, up to go buddy. through there before COVID. And then everything shut down, so I can't wait to go through. I'm there with Mr. Kevin White. We're going to be there Thursday through Sunday. So if you happen to be traveling through Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, which I've never been to Myrtle Beach. A lot Beautiful. Of people tell me it's please, just like Orlando. Please go to Paula Dean's restaurant. It's right there. I will be there. So, yeah, yeah should be a good time. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to us. Um, are you going to be somewhere, Jeff, real quick? Yeah, I'm going to be in Medellin, Colombia, probably on Sunday. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. be in Kissimmee. Anyway, people, thank Boston, you for listening. Okay, all right. Well, racism was invented. Okay, guys. <laughs> I will see you guys. My name is James John. On behalf of Real Last, we'll see you guys next week. Mm.